and welcome back to Zero Correlation. I'm Cheryl Chuvin, and as always, coming to you from my bathroom floor. And even though I know today is a holiday, which I will address in a moment, I need to address last week because it happens often. Well, yeah, often, let's be honest. I was wrong about the Super Bowl. It isn't always a neutral field. You can by chance play at your own field like Tampa did this year. They picked the location for the Super Bowl way in advance of knowing who is playing. So it can definitely happen. So I'm here to right my wrong. I was very wrong about Super Bowl. But again, I've never claimed to know anything about sports or the like. So I was wrong, but I'm admitting I was wrong. So my apologies. So now that we have last week's fumble out of the way, We can talk about this week. So everyone, happy, happy Valentine's Day. Yep, that's right. It is February 14th, the day of love, which this may be an unpopular opinion, but you're going to hear it because you hear all my unpopular opinions. Valentine's Day is total fucking crap. And you'd think, oh, Cheryl, you're just saying that because you're single and lonely. Newsflash people, I'm not single anymore. And even in a relationship, I think Valentine's Day is crap. Why should there be one day where we decide, today I'm going to show my love? Hallmark says I should show my love today, so I am. Red roses, which again, I hate roses, are the things to send on Valentine's Day? Let's send it. Chocolate, candy, blah, blah, blah. Valentine's Day is fucking bullshit. I've never liked it. It makes no sense to me. I think it means more to show your love and affection to someone on a random Tuesday than on a day specified for love. I don't know. I just think it means more. Let me know you're thinking of me on a random day. Let me know that you passed by these flowers and they made you think of me. Let me know that you know I'm having a shitty day so you send me cake and cheesecake from Magnolia Bakery. To me, that means a lot more. So I just think Valentine's Day is a load of shit. And if you celebrate it, amazing. If you're a girl or a guy who is super into it, amazing. No hate here. I just, I don't know. It's just never been my thing. I'll never forget when I was a senior in high school, I had a boyfriend who went to a different school. And he planned with my best friend to uh, drop stuff off at her house the night before, put it in my locker, blah, blah, blah. And I was like so into it and I was so happy and I was such a bitch about it to other people. Story for another time. But I really thought this is what was important. And oh, he's celebrating Valentine's Day with me. So he must really like me. Bull fucking shit. Bullshit. Show me you love me on a random day. Send me a meme. Anything. Let me know you're thinking of me. It means more to have random displays of affection and love and devotion than doing it on the day you feel obligated. So again, not bitter, not single, not lonely, just not the biggest Valentine's Day fan. But if you are, as always, you do you, boo-boo, you go Glen Coco. If that is your thing, 100% behind you, go for it. Definitely not my thing. But with all that being said, happy Valentine's Day, happy love day. I hope whatever you want to happen today and whatever you want to get out of today, I hope it happens for you. And if you're listening to this post-Valentine's Day, I hope you had a kick-ass Valentine's Day if that is something you want. 
Here in New York, they've now reopened indoor dining. So if you wanted to go to some fancy restaurant for Valentine's Day, I hope you got that. If you wanted a flowers delivery, I hope you got that. If you wanted to get dive of chocolate, I hope you got that. Whatever you got, I hope it's what you wanted. For me, not a Valentine's Day person. But for you, if it works for you, amazing. So happy Valentine's Day. Do you ever wonder if we just are who we are around in that moment? Really think about that. Do you ever wonder we are just who we are, who we are around in that moment? I know it might sound confusing, but they say that you act and are most like the five people that you spend the most time around. So does that mean that you act like that just when you're around them? Or does that mean you act like them all the time? Do we shift and change based on who we're with? Does our personality change? Do our likes and dislikes change? Do we mold ourselves to be more, I don't know, well-liked in certain ways if we act a certain way? I know that I have a very strong sense of self, and it is a very important thing to have. I know not everyone has one. And let me tell you, it took me a long fucking time to get a strong sense of self. I didn't know who I was for a very long time. I was willing to change my appearance for other people. I was willing to change my ideas and thoughts for other people. I took up my belly pierce because someone didn't like it, even though I loved it. And if you didn't know I had a belly pierce, well, surprise, I don't have one anymore. But I really liked it and I took it out because someone didn't like it. Someone's mother thought I wasn't observant enough for them, so I changed myself to make her happy. And obviously it didn't work because you can't change yourself inwards or outwards for anyone to make them like you. That's just not how this shit works. But are we who we are around in that moment? It's really something that I think about sometimes because at 30 years old, It took me a long fucking time to get here. And someone pointed out to me that before I turned 30, I was like afraid to say on the pod that I was 29. Which I know sounds silly, but then I thought about it. It's true. I would always say a 20 something year old. I would never say I was 29, which who fucking cares? Was I embarrassed of almost turning 30? I'm not sure because being 30 is been pretty fucking great for me so far even though it wasn't the birthday I I expected or wanted it's been pretty great all around so why did I go from saying a 20 something living in New York to a 30 year old because clearly I don't care that I'm 30 I guess once I turned 30 I also just stopped giving a fuck because that's what happens when you get to a certain point you just don't give a fuck anymore zero fucks given or I guess If you gave some fucks, now you give less fucks. If you gave less fucks, now you give zero fucks. But I really just don't care. So I think I'm my same me no matter who I'm with. That's just my my own opinion. You know, you can always tell me if I'm wrong. For those who know me personally. But really think about that. Are we who we are? Who whoever we are with in that moment it's a very confusing sentence to say to like think about and for me to verbalize and to actually get the words out but are we who we are when we're with certain people 
or are we always ourselves? Do we have a strong enough sense of self to be whoever the fuck we want to be, no matter who we're with? I don't know. It's a question that I ask myself often. But I think finally at 30 in the year 2021, I finally have been super okay just being me. So are you okay just being you? Do you have a strong sense of self? And are you going to be the same you no matter who you're with? I don't know. That's something only you can answer. But really, take a second, think about it, and let me know. What would you tell your biographer? What's your life story? Do you feel like you have a story worth telling? Are you living a life you're proud of? And I mean truly proud of, a life that you're going to tell your grandkids about, a life you're willing to put on a billboard in Times Square or scream on the top of your lungs on the tallest building, the tallest rooftop? Are you living a life for yourself and for no one else? Those are big questions to think about. I personally have this habit of caring what people think or needing their support and approval all the time. And while support and approval is important, it's not needed. It's not necessary. It's not the end-all, be-all. Not everyone is going to support you all the time. Not everyone is going to agree with your life choices and decisions. Not everyone's always going to be your biggest fans. Not everyone is going to say, hey, Cheryl, for sure, I got your back. I'm on board. Not everyone's going to do that. And you know what I realized? They don't fucking have to. If you know what you're doing is right, then go for it. If you are happy and proud of your choices, then amazing. Go for it. Do you. Because at the end of the day, your opinion of yourself is what matters most. And really, what the only thing that matters at all. So everyone else can go, well, for a lack of a better phrase, they can go fuck themselves. Because I'm sick of needing everyone to agree with me or be proud of me or support my choices or their approval. I know that I'm on the right path and I know I'm doing the right things. So if you can't get on board, then honestly, that just sucks for you. If you're living a life that you're proud of, if you're living your truth, then that's all that fucking matters. I know it seems like a simple concept, But honestly, it's not for most of us. A lot of us need approval all the time. Why are we like this? I don't know. Go see your therapist because I don't fucking know. Maybe I should go see a therapist about it. I don't know. My need for approval. But I've really come to this point in my life at being 30 years old. And trust me, I've been through, well, not at all, but a fucking lot of it. I've had the roller coaster of life. I've had the peaks and valleys. I've had heartbreak, I've had, I don't know, the lows of the lows and the highs of the highs. And I know that my choices, every choice that I made led me to where I am today. Choices that I couldn't control or that I could control. But the point is, is that they were my choices. And now, being 30 in 2021, I don't give a fuck. If you're not on board with my life choices and decisions... Then again, go fuck yourself because I know I'm doing the right thing. Trust me, when something's right, you know it's right. You feel it in your gut. 
you know. And when something's wrong, even if you think it's right, deep down, you know also. So trust yourself, trust your gut. And if you're living your truth, that's all that fucking matters. So thanks for coming to my TED Talk. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous day. I was watching a movie. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but they had this hilarious, hilarious term that I just need to share to tell you. Sorry, not share splitting. I'm not share splitting this. I'm share splitting something else in the next segment. But this one I just need to share because it's so funny and it correlates back to something I've spoken about in the past. It's called, are you ready for it? Because it's really brilliant and it's really genius. So I must share it. An affection erection. You heard me. An affection erection. Fucking amazing. Literally brilliant, amazing. I wish I came up with it because it is so fucking good. So on the affection erection, let me be your spiritual guide. Trust me, much better than a TV guide. But either way, let me be your guide. An affection erection is similar to something I've spoken about in the past which is emotional masturbating. Emotional masturbating was coined and termed by Jordana Abraham. She is one of the co-founders of Betches. She also is a co-host on the podcast You Up, which is with the king of Haas, Jared Freed. If you don't know, Jared Freed is one of my favorite comedians. He is so funny. Tell us it like it is. Jordana also is so, so funny. And she came up with this idea of emotional masturbating. Now, if you're not sure what emotional masturbating is, and I just said masturbating a lot for a podcast that my parents listen to. So, hey, mom and dad, dad, here's your shout out. Um, It's the same as an affection erection. You're like, before you even are involved in something, you are like lusting after this person and thinking about your possible life together. And you just keep going. And before you even see logistically if you're into them or if they're into you or if there's something that works, your brain has already gone to like your wedding, your bridesmaid colors, and how many kids you want to have. Like your brain has gone from zero to 60 in zero to 60, like so fast. That's what emotional masturbating is. It's like you're thinking like emotionally and like, what you think is going to happen with this person that you probably barely know because you've been on one and a half dates. And if you don't know what a half date, let's see. I'll explain it to you another time. DM me. But affection erection is basically the same thing and it's hysterical. You basically have a boner for this person emotionally and affectionately before you really know them at all and have you even really given them a chance to get to know them. I think it's a brilliant term, and while I am going to share explain something else this week, I thought it needed to be touched upon, spoken about, explained, because affection erection is a term that I want to now use at least weekly, so I will find a way to now put it into my weekly vocab for the week. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to fit it in, but I'm going to make it happen because it's fucking hilarious and I really loved it. So all good things that I find, I must share on the pod. So here you go. You're fucking welcome. Affection erection. Try to put it into your vocab this week. Trust me. You'll thank me later. It's your explaining. It's your explaining.
So this week's share explain hits a little close to home because it is currently my life. If you don't remember what share explaining is, it's when I take a term from the internet. This week's is from Urban Dictionary. I love Urban Dictionary. All good things come from Urban Dictionary. I know I just said Urban Dictionary a lot within one sentence or run-on sentence. It's when I take the term, I give you their definition, I give you my definition, and if I have an example, I share it with you. So, This week's definition is long-distance relationship, something I swore up and down I would never get into. But, as I've learned, never say never. So, according to Urban Dictionary, a long-distance relationship is a relationship that is over-distance. Well, fucking duh. Thanks, Urban Dictionary. Although you two are very far apart and don't get to see each other often, you talk every single day. This relationship can be very hard, but proves you love each other if you can still be together over distance. Well, thank you, Urban Dictionary, for explaining my current life. So I don't know how much I've spoken about, but I am currently in a long-distance relationship, a very healthy, communicative, probably the best relationship I've ever been in. And when I say probably, I mean 100%, most definitely a million percent. Let me tell you, if you've never been in one, long-distance relationships are fucking hard. If you're currently in one and been in one for a long fucking time, kudos to you, snaps for you, because I'm in it now, and it is fucking hard. Really probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I always swore that I would never get into one, and if someone ever suggested someone to me, I'd be like, no fucking way, I can't do long-distance, I need someone who lives you know, a drive away or a walk away or a subway ride away because they're hard. They're really hard and they really test you as a person. But with all that being said, it is 100% worth it. I'm currently in it and it is so hard, but so rewarding and so worth it. If you find the person that you want to be with, who cares where the fuck they live? If you can make it work, make it work. And I know usually I'm like so against these type of things, but I guess until you are living it, you don't really know what you're talking about. So I guess I didn't know what I was talking about when I was so anti them before. And I'm not saying they're for everyone because, again, they're so hard. And obviously it's easier to be close to the person you're in a relationship with. But sometimes they work. And when they work, they work. And if they don't and you're in one or were in one that didn't work and it blew up in your fucking face, I feel you and I'm sorry. But sometimes they're really, really rewarding. So as much as they're hard and you miss them and you get sad and angry and annoyed and frustrated because they're so far away, it's also a really big blessing that you can have such a strong connection with someone who lives so far away that you don't get to see every day or every two days or sometimes every week. So long distance relationships are really hard. If you're in one, I feel you. I got your back and I support you. If you're not, well, then you're just a lucky son of a bitch. I don't know what to tell you. So that's this week's share explain. As always, drink your coffee, mind your business, wash your hands, do your squats. And as always, stay far, far, and I mean far, far away from fuckboys because they're fucking toxic. I'm Cheryl Chuvin. This is Zero Correlation coming to you as always from my bathroom floor because that's where all the magic happens. Thank you so, and I mean so much for listening. It really means so much to me and I hope to see you next time.